Keep It Classy is made possible by the generous support of listeners just like you. Look at this. Dude, I'm just beating your ass. What's happening? Aren't you, like, supposed to be the man of steel? Looks like you're the man of bitch to me. Man. You got got some special hate for Superman. Come on, bitch! Where's the man of bitch going? I'm dead. (laughs) (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, you are listening to Keep It Classy. Your first stop for all things fighting games. Now listen, if you like the podcast, feel free to check out our website at keepitclassy.podbean.com or drop us a line, keepitclassypodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Hello there, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to round number 13 of the classiest podcast on the internet. You are listening to Keep It Classy, your first stop for all things fighting games. So, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, We're on iTunes. Check us out. uh, Give us uh, reviews and five stars and all that good stuff, because without your support, we could not keep doing this, and we really appreciate it. 13 episodes is, uh, is nothing to scoff at, and... uh you guys have been the ones to carry us here. So, as always, my name is Keith Barletta, a.k.a. Pockbell, and with me, as always, is my good friend and co-host, Mr. David Ivey, a.k.a. Savage. Hey, well, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm going to tweet about this. Hold on. <laughs> oh, yeah, look at that. The future is now. I get it. I get why they do it. That felt good. I, I left the... I let the world know I'm recording a podcast while I'm doing a podcast. Look at that. <laughs> I want everyone to know that we this is the first time Savage has ever used Twitter and we have that <laughs> on tape. You know <laughs> You know, I don't get hashtags. It, I I've made a couple of posts and uh you know the the funny thing is I just put random hashtags like hashtag hi say hi to my penis. I'm not sure if that's a real hashtag. It's in there now. it's just there now or hey there's no puppies here that's that's my favorite hashtag right now well so yeah so follow us on twitter it's at classy podcast come check us out and uh, again if you want to send us an email at any point in time keep it classy podcast at (laughs) gmail.com that's a great way to open so this week we're going to talk about east coast throwdowns just happened um a week or so ago, and we're going to break that down for you. Uh, we were going to do it last week, but the 25th anniversary of Arc Systems was uh, was what we chose to do instead, so we're going to do the East Coast Throwdowns this week. And our, I love Arc System. All right, I love them. Yeah, we, we, we made our choice. <laughs> I hold them close to my bosom. That's right. And, uh, and our main topic this week is this is a topic that's been a long time coming and that we've kind of danced around uh, from episode to episode, but I think we, it finally is time for us to go in depth with it. We're going to talk about toxicity, toxicity within the fighting game community specifically, and a lot of the, uh, different things that, that go into that and how we can make it better. And, uh, cause that's, you know, a lot of people, uh, <laughs> a lot of people are like, your podcast is awesome. And, you know, they give us a lot of great reviews, but the best, it, the best, um, the best comments we usually get have to do with 
uh, hey, you know, I listened to your podcast, and so I'm I've improved my fighting game scene. People are nicer to each other. We get better results, <laughs> you know, like and and you guys uh, helped us helped us do that. And and that's that's really what this podcast has always been about. And so it's we're we're happy to start. Uh, on an actual a full time topic about toxicity, and this week uh, we didn't do a 25th dance. We're kind of like switching it all around. Our character of the week this week is Jin Kisaragi. <laughs> oh, um, with his swag car. The swag car. This uh, he's uh, uh, from Blaze Blue, and uh, we were gonna do him last week, but we switched it around because there was such a high <laughs> high demand for Phoenix. So yeah, so let's let's just uh, let's just jump right in. So East Coast Throwdowns uh, was a wonderful tournament that takes place uh, that took place a couple weeks ago, and they did uh, they did a lot of games actually. They did Mar, you know, they did the usual. They did Marvel, they did Street Fighter, they did Tekken, uh, but they also did Dead or Alive. They did the Darkstalkers Resurrection game. They I'm did. Sure they did everything that's still up and going right now. Like I mean, excluding shit like Arcana Heart. Like I'm pretty sure they did everything. Yeah. Yeah, so they've done. They did a lot of a lot of different games, uh, you know, and and of course all the big players were there too. So let's talk a little bit about this tournament. Now there are a lot of good parts and bad parts. My favorite part uh, about like my favorite event at this uh, tournament at the tournament itself was Injustice. Actually, <laughs> it was. Oh, go figs. Really? Yes. Yeah. You tell me you uh, you loved all the uh, all the non-existent uh, death strokes there. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I think I I at this tournament you got to see a glimpse into what professional injustice play is supposed to look like. I mean, it was it was pretty epic. A lot of these different <laughs> games, like some of the top three matches, ended in a clash. Which is, uh, it's the comeback mechanic in the game where they both burst, they both like split apart and it plays this little movie and they talk to each other and then they fly at each other and they do like a single attack and then the screen explodes. It's Unless you're Joker, in which case you run at them with a crowbar going, ah, which is so awesome. Yeah, dude. I'm sorry. It was, it was cool. And there was, and last podcast I talked about, hey, you know, there's going to be a lot of spamming and a lot of ridiculousness and, uh, I, you know, this game needs more balance and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, part of that might just be because Ares wasn't in the tournament, but, you know, because uh, Deathstroke is quickly becoming that character that everyone has tech for. <laughs> you, know? you know, I'm saving, I'm saving, I'm going to save all that for toxicity. So I'm going to save that for when we talk about toxicity, because I have a lot to say about that dude and what he does. <laughs> I'm going to save that. I'm going to save it. I'm going to save it. You know, it's just, uh, but yeah, no, I was... I, I was mad impressed with what I saw. Like, it was crazy. And like, what kills me is, it made me realize, it made me realize how much of a scrub I am when I play. Because, like, they bring it up, and they're like, you know, like, he picked this character, and he's gonna pick try in 50-50 for this stage, because this stage works really well with his character. And I just, I never even think about it. Like, he's like, he wants these renewable interactables, and these guys have setups that are so brutal that involve the, the interacting with the stage. Like this guy's okay. He wants the Hall of Justice so that he can throw the uh, he can put the bomb on the car in the background to set up this awesome combo. And these guys would do that, and it was just so impressive. I'm like, I can't even think that far ahead. Like I have a hard time getting a wall bounce combo 
to work the way I want it to work. And then, like, this dude's, like, wall bounce on top of the exploding car. Another combo. I'm like, holy shit. This is crazy. It's like watching a movie. Like, they, the, so, yeah. So, I, I, I hope if Evo is, like, East Coast Throwdowns, at least for Injustice, uh, some of the other ones we're going to talk about in a second. But if, it, if it's like this for the Injustice event, the, it will be the hypest thing at Evo. Uh, if it's like if the if the injustice rounds at Evo are like this, uh, and I think and I, I I actually this this gives me some pretty pretty high hopes actually. I, I was really glad that we saw what we saw, um, yeah. and uh, we have a. <laughs> I also have something to say about toxicity from uh, from this event uh, about Tom Brady, but we're gonna I'm gonna save that. And we're gonna come back to it. So the other the other events that went on here that were pretty cool. <laughs> My favorite part, okay, Marvel. It was, I think it was unknown. Yeah, it was, it was, it was, it was like flux and unknown, and uh, like, and uh, he beat him. Uh, I, yeah, I think it was flux. Yeah, flux beat unknown or, or whatever it was. And there's this moment where he stops because we talked last podcast about don't talk to the dude after you beat him. <laughs> And it's he beats so good. And he, he beats a guy, and this dude, he doesn't even stand up. He just sits, and he puts, and he, like, and he gives the, gets, like, the thinking man pose, and he's just staring at the screen and shaking his head. And he looks so mad when he lost. Like, like, oh, my God, you know, Unknown looks so mad. And he's just sitting there, and I'm like, oh, my God, oh, my God, no, not like this. And Flux is, like, reaching over, like, patting him on the back, like, it's okay, buddy. Don't worry. You're, I'm like, I'm about to see a fist fight right here. <laughs> he was like, oh, God, don't hate me. Yeah, it was um, – that was that was pretty pretty insane. And, you know, there's some other good stuff about this too because I actually really liked uh, how this tournament was presented because it looked like they actually had a roaming camera guy uh, or at least – more than just two cameras. Like they had someone that was going around and getting these really cool, like documentary style shots of the players. So it looked like you were watching something more dynamic than, you know, you know what I mean? Like it was, it was a very, it had a very dynamic feel to it when you're watching it. Uh, it wasn't just like shoutcasters, <laughs> you know, straight, you know, it wasn't just like that. There was some, it's some movement like, to it. It felt like when you uh, realize it's, it's like watching, you know, it's like watching a TV show from the early 90s where it's just this hard white light on every set. Yeah. And then watching a TV show from like 2000 where they have a cinematographer. And it was like, oh, yeah. man, it feels it feels more impressive. You're more into it. It doesn't feel like, you know, someone went to Home Depot and bought some fucking floodlights to get the to get the show. You know, it, it felt more professional. Yeah, they, they did a good job of 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 capturing all the action and, and making it all making it all happen and uh when it comes to commentators we can't have the people that did injustice at evo they're not allowed to fan the two fucking assholes that were doing this. We, we can't we can't have them at evo okay let me paint this picture for you okay let me paint this picture for you it'll be okay we'll just buy him some glasses we'll start a we'll start a kickstarter for his some some glasses i'm to buy ah he needs more than just glasses dude he's okay and i hate it because he plays green lantern it makes me so upset so one of the shoutcasters one of the guys was okay 
he's he's okay. He wasn't wearing a suit, but he you know he had like a turtleneck thing that he was wearing, and you know he wasn't really that interesting to listen to. But you know at least he he looked he looked the part. But this other dude, he's got the big old gangly Aries beard. He's big and fat. And he's got the plaid shirt with the stains on it, and he's still, you can smell him through the <laughs> fucking monitor. And the kicker, to top it all off, he's got his glasses held together with dental floss that's hanging <laughs> over his face. What? Dental floss, Savage! <laughs> it was, you know, it's funny, as I watched it, and I'm like, oh, what's going on? Like, maybe, like, I, I can't be dental floss. It can't be. He could, he could have gone to a Savon's and bought a glass repair kit and just, and just screwed that shit in, but no, he's like, no, I got this. Got this minty fresh dental floss. I'm like, no way that happened. And you know what? I feel bad because you know what? I'm not. I'm not. I'm not gonna make fun of the guy because he's fat. Because I'm a. I'm a big dude, you know. But I feel like when you're a big dude, you know. Here's what my mom. Here's here. I'm gonna say this. I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna give you a little mama savage wisdom here. Okay. <laughs> this is what she used to say to me. She's like, honey, look at me. Look at me. She's like, honey, you're fat. You're black, and you dress bad. Something's got to give. You can't have all three. <laughs> and you're always going to be black. So you either, you either got to do something about the fat <laughs> or you got to dress a little better. And I feel like his mom should have had a conversation with him. Like, honey, I need you to dress a little better. You know, you know, the hobo beard that you got going, I got a hobo beard, you know, but I wear button ups to work because I, I can't be fat black and have that hobo beard and then you know wear what he was wearing to work with dental floss holding my glasses together i i couldn't keep my job you know <laughs> so i mean i think i feel like someone should have had a conversation with him like dog just getting a button up i know i know it's hard just go big and tall i'm gonna take 30 bucks and just you don't even have to you don't even have to tuck that bitch in you know just buy it just throw it on you know you don't even have to you know you get a wife beater or, you know, a V-neck, don't be that dude with the fucking collared white shirt under the... Don't do that. Get yourself a little... Get yourself, get yourself correct. And just come up there. You know, you'll be okay. People will treat you differently. You'll you'll notice it immediately. You're like, oh, man, people treat me better. Because his commentary was good. But every time... Uh, I would. You know what? He had fair commentary for a game that not too many people are, are very well acquainted with he had good commentary at times yeah but you, just, know you know every what? time you saw him you can't take him seriously yeah but well okay but let me let me let me flip that on you for a second so whether he had good commentary or not i didn't remember it for one reason dick jokes <laughs> oh dude okay okay and that's all i remember this dude had like i want to say a montage of dick jokes <laughs> It was a good 90 seconds of dick jokes. It was, he had a montage of dick jokes on the stream. And you know what? The, the clips that I was watching, uh, I was watching some of the top eight clips where they cut out a lot of the stupid sh fucking chatter that they had and just went to the matches. It was still a montage of dick jokes <laughs> on the stream. You know what? Like right. Aquaman and, and Nightwing both have stabs. Which dick is bit, you know, like, I just. You know, I just, it made me wit it made me glad that not too many people at the tournament played Nightwing because I'm like, oh my god, I couldn't handle this the whole tournament. Okay, okay, that's fair, that's fair. Okay, when he wasn't making, you know, you know what it is. 
it's hard being funny. Okay. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's hard. And some people, and some people really want to be funny. And, and you know, like, I don't know what to tell them. Like, at first I'm like, okay, haha, we get it. You made a dick joke. He had, he had like one or two clever ones, but they just kept coming. Well, and, and not only that, but you can't, as, as a rule, okay, uh, when two commentators are talking on the stream, and this is, this comes with, with anything, don't argue about character balance on the stream, okay? Don't, don't do that. When you argue, it starts to distract from what's actually going on in the matches. What you need to do, which they did not do, is you have to focus, you, you can have an opinion and say, I think, that Green Lantern has the upper hand in this match for this, 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 and this. And the other guy, rather than being like, I don't know, man, that's bullshit, and you got this and that, and, you know, if you do this link, don't do that. He gave his opinion, and then you just go, I think he has, the other guy has this and this, and so he has the upper hand. And that's all you have to say. And then you shout yeah. past the yeah. match. If you stand and argue about it, which is what a lot of these shoutcasters did, is what, it's not just injustice, in, in the other ones as well. It really... Um, <laughs> Let me put it, it to you this way. You it watch... goes back. Yeah, sorry. Oh, sorry. Oh, you, you go. You, you, you were. You had some momentum going. All I'm gonna say is, you're never gonna <laughs> listen to during a football game. You're never gonna listen to like one guy and like two two of the announcers being like, "No, man, the Raiders are the best." No, dude, the the Packers. You know, like. The Packers are the best because they have this and this and this. And the Raiders are like, no, this is the best. And then, like, about 15 seconds of that, and the audience is like, okay, no, seriously, tell me what's happening. Like, just seriously, stop talking about this and go back to the match that's happening in real time right now. Even if there's nothing else going on, you can talk about the matchups and you can talk about this stuff without having a character balance discussion. Okay, that's the, what make, that's why Dave Chen and Ultra Dave. I'm not Dave Chen, but James Chen and Ultra Dave are so good because they can fill that gap very well while they're commentating. Like it's crazy how good they are at it. Like I am, I am amazed at how good they are at just filling that gap and not it without it devolving into that. Like they can they can talk about so many other things. To that are fill the gaps that are completely relevant is it's impressive, and that's why I want to cut them. I want to come a little slack for injustice because injustice just came out, yeah. you know. And Ultra Dave and them were always working on like Marvel and Street Fighter. They've been out for years, but like, so I want to give them a little slack. But yes, the dick jokes and the balance bitching was not helping the situation at all. Yeah, but I feel like. I feel like, well, if you actually watch it, all you're gonna think is uh, you're gonna just think about dick jokes. But if you watch it and ignore the dick jokes, they have some good commentary. It's just every time the camera pan to that dude, you're like, oh my god, is that Dell Floss, my nigga? Are you kidding me? <laughs> like, I just, I want, I just wanted to just, it did what kills me is I just wanted someone to go up to the camera and just tie the rest of the dental floss off so it wasn't just dangling in front of his face the whole time. Yeah. I'm like, it's, it wasn't like, oh, like, it's wrapped up. It was, like, dangling over his cheek. It, it was it was weird. Yeah. It was it was not good. Uh, but, yeah, like, also, so, so yeah, that was, that was pretty hype. Again, commentators, you know, uh, we can, we can go on and on, but they, we can't have that at, at Evo, and I don't think that we will. 
I think it was just whatever dudes were around. But but you know we can't have that at Evo, and I don't think we will. Um, and and yeah, and other than that, I mean the Street Fighter one was uh, was pretty. The Street Fighter, okay. Here's here's a little uh, breakdown of Street Fighter uh, for you folks at home if you didn't actually watch it. Uh, Gridman, RDP Gridman, awesome C Viper player. He does one of these like I, I want to say it was just like. Uh, Evo last year, where at Evo last year, Daigo basically slammed everybody all the way to the finals, and then he got perfected over and over again. <laughs> this is exactly what happened at Street Fighter Four. <laughs> it was so sad because this dude—he was one of the—he's one of those guys. He stands up, and and you know we're going to talk about this again in a second, but he's one of the guys that can be a little toxic. Stands up, just like yeah, bro. Oh, he hulks out and then he, you know, talks some shit and he forgets that he's got to play another match and you're like, okay, sit down. And he did that all the way to the finals and Justin Wong sat down, <laughs> stick in his lap and perfected him on the first round and then just pretty much clean sweeped him all the way, <laughs> all the way to the rest of it. And I feel bad. I apologize to Justin Wong. So I'm like, man, Justin Wong sleeping on the job. He needs to start getting on his job, doing better. Woof. Man, his Rufus, shit. <laughs> like, I apologize, man. Yeah. Shit. Like, his, I was talking uh, his Marvel team too. Like, he did really well. Yeah, I'm like, dude, because I, I mean, he, he, it's on the podcast. It's it's recorded. It's on the internet. I was like, Justin Wong's falling off. That dude used to be somebody. Remember when Justin Wong was great? And then I'm like, oh shit, I apologize. <laughs> like, <laughs> shit. I take it all back, Justin. I'm sorry. Yeah, it was uh, it was very cool. So so watch it. If nothing else, watch the grand finals and watch this dude, because because it looked like one of our matches, right? Like you remember when Savage was talking about uh, we did uh, when we did our first Injustice Gods Among Us party, which as a little tangent, my lantern has gone 180 and is now dominating. <laughs> but but remember the first time and he's like he's like yeah Pac did this you know and then he lost and he's like okay I got another plan but he lost again and he just started to kind of lose control as the matches went on that's exactly what happened here <laughs> every match it cuts back to him and he's like okay I can I can uh, I got this Rufus isn't that bad I practiced this he gets in he make, he make he works and Justin's like oh okay dead changes it up Dude, so it was- awesome. It was brutal. I mean, it's it's a yeah. Like I said, I'll save it for toxicity. But yeah, it's a perfect example of just like damn, like damn. It was like I said. I just want to make a. I'm gonna make a point of apologizing to Justin Wong because damn, I've been I've been dick riding Chris G too long. Justin Wong, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, so there you go. So that's. So uh, so check out East Coast Throwdowns, you guys, if you get the chance. It was a really, really cool tournament, and, uh, you know, we, we were really excited to... Uh... Yeah. I mean, if you guys go to uh, eventhubs.com, they have the results and a link to the archive. So if you guys want to go there, it's eventhubs.com, and you can check it out. And, yeah, it's right there for you. Yep. So that's, so that's awesome. So we're going to move on to our main... Topic here. There's some things that we've been saving because oh. th- here we've been saving a lot of stuff for this topic because toxicity is a huge problem within not. I mean, it's a huge problem with video games in general, but 
toxicity in particular within the fighting game community is a very big problem. And it's something that is, it's one of those big hurdles that we're going to have to overcome if we want people to start taking us seriously as professional esport. Uh, and, and that's, uh, yeah, that's just, that's, let me open with that. If, if we don't overcome and, and to define toxicity, uh, it's basically a negative attitude or it's an attitude that promotes negativity either on your part or on someone else's part. I got the perfect example. I got a perfect example of a story I said in an earlier podcast where I beat my little cousin, the Street Fighter, and I made him look at his character passed out on the screen. I said, look at you. Look at you. You ain't shit now. That right there is toxicity. That's, that's bad. That's less of what we need in the community. That is toxicity. That, is, that didn't help him enjoy the game. That did not help him become a better gamer. It just uh, – it made me feel great. Well, <laughs> and that's the thing is you would think that it's not, you're like, you would think it, it's a very subtle thing because you're like, Oh, you know, cause so an example of toxicity was like tax, Savage just said, uh, you know, trash talking is a huge problem. It's a huge problem. And, and it's, you wouldn't think that it is because you're like, Oh, you just ignore them and you play and, and whatever. But it, it, it's a big problem within the fighting game community because it promotes an attitude that, it causes players to not treat this game with respect and it causes people to make this about them instead of about hyping the game and making the game as good as it can be. And, and that's why that's, so that's, that's one example is trash talking. We're going to go through a couple of examples of, of toxicity within the fighting game community. And then we're going to talk about how to fix it and, and so forth. But my example that I was going to say from earlier, um, like, so Tom Brady wins, uh, he went. You know, spoiler alert. He wins injustice, right, with his Aquaman. And he, uh, granted, this guy fought so hard to get there, and he did it, right? He fucking did it. He did it. He won. He gets up. He's like, yeah, dog. He does, you know, he does like one of those like boxing, like shrug off the coat that you're not wearing kind of a thing. And then he, you know, he stands up. He does his thing, and then he gets in front of this microphone. And he starts, you know, and then talks, they, you know, they're, they're talking to the crowd and this guy in the crowd calls out to him, talks some shit to him and the crowd goes, Oh, and he picks up the mic and this thing just slowly descends into the shittiest rap concert you've ever seen, <laughs> you know, <laughs> where you've got, where you've got this guy on the stage and he's like, he's like, yeah, I'm the best rapper around. I'm the best in the world. And then this dude from the crowd is like, you fucking suck. Your character's cheesy. And then he gets a microphone and is like, what'd you say, bro? East Coast for life. And they just, there's this just shouting match between him and these pe and this crowd. And it's like, what? <laughs> yeah. I don't, you know, that's what, okay. That's, I got, I got to say it. I'm going to say it now because we're talking about this. And it just leads perfectly into one. Why I hate the you know Ari or is it Aris? I can't. Even, I don't even know how to pronounce his name. I think it's Aris. Whatever. R I S. I hate like all like because I love watching their streams. But he's like because for instance when it was just them and King of Fighters and stuff, he was just streaming. He talked a little shit, but he was he focused mostly on commentating about what was going on. But there's always been. And this kills me. Always been this weird, like, 
territorial rivalry, like like NorCal's buried in SoCal, and then like SoCal's buried in the New York. And I'm like, first of all, this is all pointless because we have the internet, and that's stupid. So why are we arguing about this? Yeah. And then like, and then like, what kills me, worst of all, I'm gonna say this. I know it's gonna it's gonna sound hypocritical, but it just irks me. Is like these NorCal guys talk mad, mad shit, and they have really good good players but when they get out of their element a lot of them choke and like it's it's disappointing it's upsetting because they're really good fucking players they get to a regional tournament and they almost all fucking choke i'm not sure if it's because like this the socal guys get a chance to go to like wednesday night fights and other fucking tournaments more regularly but when the norcal guys get a chance a lot of them choke and it's been getting better but they still talk mad shit. I'm like, why are you guys so busy talking shit when really you need, like, why not just build, like, just, I don't know. It just irks me. Like, you're just like, oh, that NorCal's so good. And then yeah. we're going to come down here and we're going to choke and we're going to talk more shit. And, like, it's, it's like, in the it's last, a problem like, because it distracts from what's important. Yeah. And, and it like, isolates people. You know what I'm saying? Like, it isolates and you might think, okay, here's – actually, here's the biggest problem with what you're talking about, Savage, with this trash-talking thing, is that we as a community embrace trash-talking because we think that it comes with competition. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Where we assume that because we have competitions that people are just going to be dicks to each other or that there's just going to be some showboating. And it's not true. And, and, and not only that, I mean, think about it like this. Think about a professional, uh, a professional sporting event, basketball or or well, we'll do, let's do basketball, okay? Now nobody is saying that uh, you know <laughs> people don't talk shit, but first of all, if you ever see one of those basketball players on the court talking shit to another player while they're trying to do their fucking job and make basketball what it is. It's the a coach, technical foul. It's a technical foul, A. And their coach is like, get the fuck off the court. What are you doing? You are embarrassing all of us. And they're made an example of. Okay? As, and their teammates, too. And, and, and that is something that we don't experience here is because everyone's alone in the fighting game community. I mean, there are teams, but there's no one there to be uh, – there's, no there's no one regulating this yeah, stuff. There's no – there's no, there's no chaperone there to be like, yo, tone that shit down. You know, I, I feel like Mad Cats might have someone like that because you don't see a lot of Mad Cats guys really talking a ton of shit on camera. No, no, like, and they, they don't, and and because that's that's a good point because they have because they go off the stage and they talk to their rep, and if they they're representing something bigger than themselves, and that's what this community needs to start thinking of is when you get on the stream, you're not representing yourself anymore. You're representing the fighting game community. You're representing the community as a whole. And if you get on stream and you do that kind of stuff, it makes us all look like a bunch of fucking assholes. And it means that people, A, are going to not want to come and be a part of our community. B, people who were a part of our community are going to decide they don't want to be associated with us. And, and, and see, it's going to change what our community is as a whole because people will feel like that they have to conform to a certain way of doing things 
just in order to fit in 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 our community. And it's not it's not what needs to be happening. Yeah, I mean, I bring up the example of comparing League of Legends to a Star to StarCraft. Like League of Legends is is big now, but what if you'll notice what they're trying to do is weed out the toxicity out of all their players and as much of their community as they can. Because once again, I, I we brought up other podcasts. Nothing was better than Pac bringing his fiance to the fucking uh to uh what was it IPL. Yeah. And we went to StarCraft room where it was dudes in suits. They were there with their girls. They were all there. It was professional as fuck. And we went to League of Legends rooms and it was sweaty, sad fucks yelling ridiculous shit at the stage and just really disrupting the whole thing. Yeah. And like people being rowdy is not the same. Like I think they feel like people being rowdy is like, is the same as like we go to a football game and someone's wearing like a cheese helmet. Like, yeah, <laughs> that's exactly a, a good example. A cheese helmet is not actually disrupting you enjoying the match, you know, like people. Yeah, America you, sign is. Yeah. When you stand up like America, you yell shit at the commentators and they can actually hear you and people can hear you on stream. You're disrupting. The whole, the whole thing, like, I don't, I, if you want to wear signs, you know, like, like, uh, you know, you want to come dress up like your favorite character or whatever, I think it's weird, but fuck it, do it, like, it's not, you're not hurting anybody, but if you're going to just yell shit and just, just ruin the mood and just really interrupt commentators and people trying to run this tournament, you're lessening the whole experience and it's making it, and then you're thinking like, and then no one wants to take it seriously. No, no one at all. Like, it's crazy. I know people that take League of Legends and, and like eSport, like they watch LCS every week. They're like, oh man, I watch League of Legends every week. I follow the players. I watch that reality show on YouTube. Like, I'm so serious about it. And I'm like, oh, have you checked out fighting games? They're like, what? Yeah. And really? Don't we have something like that? And it's because we don't take toxicity as seriously as we should. And, and, and we do, <laughs> we do nothing about it because when you walk into a room, okay, let me, let me, let me, let me switch this around a little bit. When you act out in, in a crowd, and I'm going to give you an example of being a supportive fan and rowdy and being a douchebag, okay? And it's going to walk a very fine line, and maybe you won't understand it at home, but just take my word for it, okay? But, okay, so when you do that kind of stuff, we look like a crowd of – we don't look like a group of professional players when we do that. We look like a group of hardcore fans, and there's a very big difference, okay? So, for example, if – I want you to think about if they took – you know, 10 fans, five Lakers fans, you know, and, and five, I don't know, five fucking Bulls fans, and they put them on the court and had them play basketball against each other. And even if they were all really good, it's still going to be a fucking shitty, shitty experience because these guys are just going to be dicks to each other the whole time, and you came to watch basketball. You didn't come to watch them do that to each other, okay? That's the difference is it's like you're taking fans that are, you know, just being douchebags and try and making them compete against each other. And that's and that's not how it should be. There should be a discrepancy, A, between the people that play, like really play, because, you know, you can't expect the whole crowd to do that. Uh, but you can't. I mean, you we will get to that in a second. But 
the players themselves, at the very least, when we talk about how to how to fix it uh, on a grand scheme, is is the players themselves have to differentiate themselves from the fans. They have to be a player first, a fan second, and and that's really really yeah. important because if you're a fan first and you just talk shit and you do all this thing and you just happen to be really good at the game, you're gonna bring us all. You're gonna make us all look really really it's terrible. A, it's a lot like how. Well, okay, this is something I don't entirely agree with, but it's an example. Like, NFL is constantly fining and censoring players that don't go with what where NFL wants to look more professional and not as savage. And if you don't get in line with that, they fine you and they, they will suspend you. They're like, listen, no, we're, we're changing this image. I don't personally like it, but I can see why they're doing it. And fighting games needs we need to start doing something like that. Like we need players to get in line. Like it's one like if we were a more established sport, it'd be completely different. That's a lie, actually, because right now it would be different I with need, players. Yeah, like players. I need we need players to take it more seriously. Like I need I need players and like every player wants to be like okay, Noel Brown. We all love to hate Noel Brown. Like. He, he threads needle. He threads needle on that bitch. He's just, you love to hate him. Filipino champ, I hate him, but people love to hate him. And, and, and much as I hate Filipino champ, he has a great story about how he's got to where he is and what he's doing. And people love that. And he threads that needle very well. Just not with me. I hate him, but he threads it very well. Yeah, we so need let, players to be like that, or just be like Justin Wong. Justin Wong barely talks shit on screen. I, I don't think I've ever seen Justin Wong talk shit on stream. No, if he he'll stand up and he'll celebrate. Which okay, next thing when you celebrate your win, you're also threading a very fine line. It is fine to celebrate, and we love that. Okay, but when you stand up and you celebrate by degrading another player or by degrading the audience because you know some players will turn around and they'll say fuck you to the audience because the audience is booing them we have to be players have to be stronger than that but let's let's put the players aside for a second let's talk about you let's talk about you the fan okay when you go to one of these things okay let's put aside all the cosmetic shit like you show up, you shower that day, you know, you you put on some regular looking clothes or a costume or whatever. You just get all that cosmetic shit out of the way. The second that you start doing things like you start doing things like we were talking about to disrupt instead of to hype, you are hurting the scene. And, and you need to stop and think if you're going to do a sign or something like that, you need to stop and think. Am I making this sign to get attention or am I making this sign because I really want Ricky Ortiz to win and I want to show everyone on camera that I want Ricky Ortiz to win? Does that make sense? If you if you do signs and you do cheers and you do things that are meant to draw attention towards <laughs> either the attitude or the play styles of the players themselves or anything other than the match, then you're yeah. doing it wrong. Okay, and you really need to stop, and, and 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 that's why I'm saying you can still be a rowdy, really excited person and not focus your attention on negatively, on being negative towards a certain player or a character or a this or a that. Like you can do it by and still support the match itself and and the game. 
Are you going to be the fat guy with the red and gold paint on you because you're a Niners fan? Or are you going to be the douchebag that runs on the field naked? Exactly. Just, you got to pick who you're going to be. And one of them is fun and helps the community. People are like, that's weird. But it's like, no, dude, it's fun. Or you're going to be that douchebag that just is disruptive. And everyone's like, see, and there was a point you can go, see, that's why I don't take this seriously. Yeah. And you need, you need to not be the fucking asshole naked on the field. Yeah. If you're, that's a great example. If you're the guy running naked, streaking the playoffs, okay, you are not a fan. You're not. You, you, I'm going to say that. If you are the guy who puts up the America sign and looks like a complete fucking asshole and holds up signs and does this whole thing just to distract and try and get fucking shit on the stream, you're not a fan of the fighting game scene and you shouldn't be there. And, and it's really, uh, it's really unfortunate that they let you in. <laughs> I'm good at saying. <laughs> you know, I'm still upset about that guy with the fucking pink, what well, he had like a pink do rag and shit. Like, that guy still sticks in my head whenever I think about toxicity. Like, there's two people that stick in my head when I think about toxicity. I think about Eris, or whatever his name is, and I think about that dude with the iPad, like, America. I'm like, there's two people I need to get their shit in line. And like I said, I, I used to, I used to be like, yo, Eris is awesome. I love watching him commentate, and he's just degraded into like, this weird, like, he's either making bad puns, or he's talking shit, or then like, and now he's playing Injustice and he's winning with Deathstroke, and like, is first of all, it's like someone bragging about winning with Phoenix. I'm like, okay, that's cool. Now the whole community's gonna dedicate their time to figuring tech around dealing with your cheap bullshit. But then he comes on and he tries, and then like he commentates after he plays and defends it, and then talks shit to other players about how they're playing. I'm like, that doesn't help at all, because one, we just watch you cheese someone out, and then he, like, oh, well, he went up to the camera, that one Wednesday night fight. <laughs> bang, 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 bang. <laughs> and he did the guns at the camera. I'm like, oh, God, dog, you're not, not endearing me. You're not endearing yourself to me at all. Like, you just, you just look like an asshole. Like, you know, I'm going to be honest. I'm going to be brutally honest. When he did that, I wanted to jump through the camera and beat the rest of the hair off the top of his head, dude. I wanted to ruin him because I'm like, what? How does that help at all? Because like, because he's such a douche about it, and like, and, and the game just came out, and no one knows how to deal with that shit. And he's talking, he, and then he wants to talk it up like he's doing something special. Like, yeah, you know, I got skills. I'm reading my opponent. I'm like, you're not reading your opponent. You're just playing one, like one of the easiest characters to play in that game. And you're beating people because they just don't understand the game enough right now to beat you. A year from now, he's not going to be anybody. He's yeah. going to be he's going to be, be forgotten shit. with this with this way that you approach the game. And, yeah, and you're going to be forgotten, and it's going to sort of. And the problem is, and and that's another thing. If we're going to fight toxicity, don't put people that are playing in the tournament on stream, because or on on uh, I'm sorry, behind the commentator's desk in the same tournament. It's it's unfair to the fans and it's unfair to to the other players because if you take Eris and he goes on there, talks shit on the stream, he wins, he gets back on the fucking commentator's booth in the same tournament, starts talking shit on the st- you know, you're there's nothing that's that's making this better. You know, you're just like why am I watching this? It makes you uncomfortable and makes you makes you upset because you don't yeah. want the thing that you love to be poisoned by people like that. 
And I, I want you to imagine a world. I mean, why, why do we do that, Savage? Why, why, why is that All right. a thing that we do when you, why do you trash talk? You know what? Okay. That's, <laughs> it, it's, it's part of a bigger, a bigger thing. So I'm going to say this flat out. One is because you're, this is going to sound so, so mean. I'm going to say it and I'm going to, I'm going to spend the rest of this thing backpedaling because you're small. You're small. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're, you're a small person and this matters too much at the time. And we all go through it. There's moments like, like I said, you want to see, you want to see me get real small and petty. Let me play Sinestro against Pox Green Lantern. I hate the instant <laughs> throw. I hate it. I hate it more than anything in the world. And I, and I hate my, I hate myself every time, but I can't help them. Every time I'm like, I'm like, just why? It's just, why is it instant? Every time we'll be playing, I'll be like, I'm like, Pac, why is it instant? Why is it instant? And I guess it doesn't matter. Like if I played better, I could find a way around it. And like, like the whole, the whole trade cancel bait, I, I, I take it every time. I can do something. And I'm like, no, the throw's instant. I fall for it every time. And I get petty, and I get small, and I talk shit about it. Yeah. It's just what happens. Better players get over it. Shit. Like, I get over it. I'm like, okay, cool. Let me do a, let me do a Joker match. Let me calm down. Let me get over it. And, like, some people are just so small and petty that it just, they got to talk shit. Because if you think about it, all the time you're thinking about talking shit, if you dedicate that brain power to actually just playing better, you be a better player. Yeah. Well, and it's, and it's it's one of those things where you feel like you've earned the right to do it. You know what I mean? Because you won or because you lost to a certain style. People yeah, it's people that take themselves a little too seriously, oh. feel like they've worked harder than we talked about it before. It's, it's someone that feels like they've worked harder. It's, it's the exact reason why I play 12 when I play third strike. Because every time I lose against Chung Lee, I'm like, yeah, whatever, bitch. You cheesed out 12. I fought you with the shittiest character in the game and almost beat you. It's like that. Yeah, it's it's something to fill uh, the gap in your ego. And, it, and, it's, and it's, yeah, so it, it's really, it has no place in the fighting game community. And you might say, well, you know, what do we do instead? And you say, can you, and I'm not going to say there's some really cool stuff that happens in the fighting game community. And, and there's some really good uh, rapport between players. And, you know, there's some really cool fans, but I want you to imagine that this place, you have two players on the, on the stream and they win, they stand up, they shake hands, they pat each other on the back. You know, like when they, when they win, they don't rise to the bait of the audience it's so simple and it's something that probably most of us in the community can't even imagine, you know, other than that, like passing shake that they get when they do the mat. Like you don't really see that anymore unless they're already friends, you know, something that gives mutual respect to the game and to the fans as a whole. You know, when you, when you show respect to your opponent, you are showing respect to all of your fans and to all of their fans. You're showing respect to everyone. And, and, and when you insult them, you are insulting us as a whole because they're a part of that whole. Okay. And, and, and it's really, um, you have no place in this community. If you are listening to this podcast right now and you are someone that does this, you talk shit when you win or when you lose 
or you 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 do stuff like that, you have no place in this community until you change uh, your approach to fighting games because they're not about that and they can be a big deal. But in order for them to be a really big deal, we need to make it not about you. And they need to be better than that. You know what? And I hate to do this. I hate to do this because you make such a good point right here. But I got to bring this up. I wonder how many people actually are into fighting games because of toxicity. Because like I said, toxicity is what got me into fighting games. So I feel like I feel like I'm asking you to fight the very thing that got you into fighting games. Because like I said, like uh, toxicity is what drug me into this. Basically, it was just. A pissing content, uh, it, it all, it started bad from the fucking very bottom, <laughs> for the foundation. It started with a pissing contest, because me and all my cousins, there's a bunch of boys, and my dad's like, oh my god, if I buy them a fighting game, they fight each other and don't break my furniture. Yeah. And then, it start, it just built off of that. And like I said, what really got me to Street Fighter was making my little cousin cry after I beat his ass and talked mad shit to him. And I'm like, yeah, that's you. And but I you know said, what? You know what it was, though? You were a child. (laughs) Okay. And and if and we don't want children in this community. Okay. (laughs) Because yes, you're absolutely right. Toxicity and that bullshit brought me into it. But the reason I'm here now and the reason we're trying to make an effort to make this community better is not because we are children. Okay. And, And and that's you still have no place. If you are a child and you are here because you need to talk shit and you need to do this, that, or the other thing, there's no place for you here. Okay. It's one thing to make yourself feel better by winning. It's another thing to make yourself feel better by winning and rubbing it in your opponent's face or by losing and making yourself feel better by talking shit. Okay. There's no, yeah. So you make a good point. We brought, brought into it, but you, I was five. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> when that happened, okay? Yes, I didn't take the high ground when I was five. Okay? But the reason I got into it now was because I developed a good rivalry with people like you and with my roommates, and there's no shit talking involved. It was just about getting better and competing and testing your might. You know? And and, and that's and that's uh those are the kinds of people that we really want. Our our true blue competitors, uh both on and off the court. So yeah, I think I think we've talked a little bit a lot, you know, we've talked a lot about this. Let's talk uh before we switch on to our next our next topic. Let's do a little bit about um how do you fix it? We cuz we talked about it in the community on a grander scale. How do you fix toxicity within your group like immediately with your friends, with the people that are around you? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Dude, I mean, you know you know the best thing to do I'm not going to lie, is it's like whenever someone gets like crazy, like, you fucking bitch, like just just that awkward silence afterwards when someone's just like, you fucking ass, what the fuck? And you just calm down, and you're like, okay, you, you cool, you calm down, yeah. And then like you give that a second, you just let them, just let that silence hang for a moment and yeah. just, because nothing, nothing strikes you better than that awkward silence, like, oh, I might have gone too far. And then everyone's like, are, are you okay? Like, and then it's like, yeah, it's usually like, yeah, my bad. I was just, just really, really butthurt about what just happened. There's like, no, oh, it's cool. It's cool. We're cool. You want to take, and then like I said, take a break. Take a moment. Like, yo, let's just take a break. Calm down. Like, it's usually very easy 
Because, like, yeah, because whatever you call your friend a douchebag, like, oh, you fucking douche, like, you're always like, well, was that necessary? Like, did I really need to do that? Like, <laughs> you just give them, you give your friend a second to, like, get over it. Like I said, you, like, like I was just saying, you, you want to see me yell, like, at Pac, you have us play a <laughs> GL game. And I'm like, fuck you, how many moves do you do before that throw, you fucking fr- Oh, I hate you. Okay, I'm over it. You know, like, I'm yeah. out of my bad. I'm just butthurt, bro. I'm sorry. You know, you just get over it. Bring the humanity back into it. You take the ego out and you bring that human side back in. You know, because people, the ego, uh, in, in this case, when you talk, when you have shit talking and stuff like that, it's like a, it's like a really shitty rocket. It's only going to go so far before it fizzles out. You know what I mean? And then it falls back to the ground and lays there awkwardly. Okay? And, and yeah, there's it's only it's only going to carry them so far. They're going to burn really, really hot and, and fucking violently for a couple of seconds. And then it's going to kind of fizzle out. And they're either going to, you know, they're either going to use that really shitty momentum to carry them straight out of your house. Or they're going to calm down, get a little introspective with it. And, you know, you just have to take... The high ground. I mean, setting an example by not doing that is a really good way of doing it. Um, but yeah, bring the humanity into it for you. You know, don't don't let don't let your ego control your matches. And if they give in and they do that kind of shit, Savage just makes a good point. Let them feel it. Let them let them trap themselves because <laughs> nobody wants to be <laughs> that guy around your friends. When you're with a bunch of strangers, it's harder uh, to to feel like you've made a mistake. Because fuck them, they're strangers. But when you're there with your friends and there's that weird silence and, and people, you know, look at you like, really, man? It, it hits home <laughs> for you. You're like, oh, okay, I went too far. Like, yeah, like, and you know, don't don't let it get you down. Like I said, I have those moments all the time. I already talked about how I hurt my buddy's feelings over, like, you got to take those throws. I, I just couldn't let it go. Like, you know, like, you got to you gotta just, like, just, just be like, listen, like, oh, I'm so sorry. You know, I just got, I got too mad. But you know, fuck it. Just like earlier today, I had to stop playing League of Legends. I'm like, listen, this is just too serious to me right now. I gotta stop because this is gonna end with me just yelling at you and everyone else on the internet because I'm just taking this too serious. Like, just take a moment and stop and be like, all right, let me calm down because it's it's not that serious. Like, it's still a game. I mean, even even football players making millions of dollars, it's still they're still just playing a game for money. So just take a second. Get your breath and then get back to it, you know? Yep. And that's and that's with that, we are going to move on to our character of the week. This week. <sighs> one of Savage's great antagonists in this fucking cocksuckers <laughs> is, <laughs> is Jin Kisaragi from uh from Blaze Blue. Now, I'll give you guys a little bit of a um I'm going to try and, and put this into perspective for you guys a little bit before we talk about him, just so that we do it right at the front so you can get a picture in your head. So Jin Kisaragi <laughs> is this blonde-looking anime character, and he fights with a sword that freezes shit. And he can, he's got all kinds of cool moves that he can do, but he does nothing but talk shit and freeze stuff with his sword. And, uh, and yeah, and he's got, uh, you want to talk about the no, swag no. car? Cause... No, it gets, it gets better. All right, let me, let me, let me tell you a story, right? So, first Blaze Blue comes out, and, you know, you got all your characters. I'm playing Arakuni, Arakune, I suck with them, but he's still top tier. But Jen Kisaragi, his special abilities, he freezes you, right? 
And everyone loves fighting games where you get stunned. You got to twirl the stick to get out of the stud, right? <laughs> he freezes you. You got to twirl the stick to get out of the freeze, right? But he's a rushed-down, mixed-up character. So you're twirling the stick, and then you've got a 50-50, like, oh, my God, he's rushing me down, while you're twirling the stick and frozen. So when you wake up out of frozen, you just wake up right into a combo. He wrecks you and freezes you again. So then you're like, oh, shit. Either I got to just let him do the combo, or I got to twirl stick and gamble and pray to God that I'm doing it right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And so then if you're Arakune, this is the best part. He can throw little ice swords at you, right? They're not dangerous. But what's dangerous is this motherfucker can ride an ice car. It's like he makes an ice dart, jumps on it, and rides it across the screen, right? And he can do it in the air. They call it his swag car. I hate him. And so you'll jump up in the air. Like, I'm going to set up my combos with my bugs. It's going to be great. And all of a sudden, a swag car comes up and he hits you. And you hit the ground. And it freezes you. And now you're mixed up. You're like, I don't know what to do. And he's like, it's cool. I'm just going to fuck you up and freeze you again. Right? Right? So there's that. So then they then they do the next iteration. And they're like, all right, here. So now you don't have to wiggle the controller to get out of that shit. So now it's only mildly frustrating with the mix-ups. Because now you got a, you got a chance, right? But the swag car is still there! And then, like, and then you get this hate mail from people. Cause, oh, you play Arakune. Here's, hey, 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 did you like my swag car, bro? You like the <laughs> swag car bug, bro? I, I can't. I hate Jin so much. And, and, if, and you, if you play Tager... Or you play another big character, because he's got another move that he does where he flicks his sword into the air and freezes you, just shoots you straight out of the air, and it's awful. And if you're tall, like Tager is, he just fucking flicks the shit right into your face, and you get frozen from a standing position. And not only that, when he does it, he's completely invulnerable. So he'll just fucking do the shit... And it's like he's not even there. Like, just, just just forget about the fact that he's standing there. He's not standing there when he flicks that sword into the air. You know, it, it just, yeah, he's he's crazy. And he's got some crazy super where he shoots a fucking ice, <laughs> like, ice he freeze, slash. He freezes you and you fall across the state and he shoots you with an ice arrow. And so, it's so gangster. <laughs> it's it's awful he's the worst and now if you play Jin, he's actually he's, he's not the easiest character to play because he has a lot of really weird yeah. combos he's he's, he's very me. that's the worst part because it's not easy right it's not like okay the swag car in the first iteration okay anyone could do it but from now on when you get cheesed out by Jin, don't get it twisted it wasn't easy it took some skill and it just it's just that much worse it hurts that much more. So like, this dude works for it. He's not some scrub. He actually knew what he was doing. And he just beat me with this fucking swag car ice making cocksucker. I hate it. Oh. <laughs> and he's got, a, he's got a trait button where he does, because everybody has a trait, like a button that they push where it does a special thing. They have their, they have their special button. His button is he just, he just freezes you. He just goes, ha! And he punches this fucking tiger mouth out and freezes you. And he can make ice wings. He's a really cool character. And he's actually one of the only characters that can do EX moves in uh, in the game as well, where he, he can burn partial meter to make a move better. Like he's he's a cool he's a cool character. So he's a pretty awesome rushdown character. Like if if you can get over being butthurt about like how hard it is to fight against him at times, and he's actually really rare to see in tournaments. I haven't seen him in a tournament. 
in a while, actually. Like, he's pretty, he's, he's a good character. It's just, uh, it's just, just, if you play with your friends and you play Jen, get ready for a lot of, uh, just, just random, like, oh, fuck you! Like, cause, it's just something, it's something about it, cause his character talks mad shit. And he, he does, says, he talks shit to you while he does it. He's just like, freeze. So like, he just talks mad shit, like, be cool. I'm like, fuck you! Don't you give me those Mr. Freeze lines, you piece of shit! <laughs> yeah, he's, uh, he's wild. And, and, so how do you play against him? Because Jin is a great, he's one of the most well-rounded characters in the cast. He's got something for, he's got, you know, he's about as close as you're going to get to, like, a Ryu kind of character, you know? He's got a lot of really cool, like, he's got a gap closer, he's got a projectile, he's got a really solid anti-air, he's got some moves with invulnerability. He's he's very well-rounded. He, there's not a lot of situations he can't deal very well with. So how how do you deal with Jin? He's just like any... Because he may be well-rounded, but his nature is a rush down, keep you off your off balance character. So if you can just push the momentum in your favor, just constantly keep him under pressure, constantly keep him on the back foot. That is the only way I've ever learned how, like, especially with characters like Arakune or Carl. Oh God. With Carl, you got to just, you got to keep him flustered as you got to keep him on the back foot. Every, and it, it just, if you got a weird combo that you learned that just doesn't really have any real purpose that just still kind of works, do it. Just keep him guessing. You got to keep him like second guessing himself because otherwise he's going to put you in a lot of those 50-50 situations where you're like, oh, man, if I guess wrong, I'm get frozen and fucked up. Yeah. And he's got um, – I mean – Part of this, Blaze Blue, by its very nature, you have to learn matchups really, really well. But with Jin, it's 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 similar to a lot of other characters where, when your character has a lot of safe moves, the player tends to use them often and in situations that may not be safe. And so what you need to do is you need to look and see, okay, which of my moves can I do when he does the swag car? Which of my moves can I do when he jumps and does the ice? You know, like. You a little you have to kind of do a little bit of recon on Jin, uh, because but all but all of your characters have something that they can do uh, to stop his moves and and when you play against uh, he's he's like Savage said he's very much a momentum based character until he freezes you he's just kind of out there you know and if you can you got to take the, if you can take the fight to him uh, you can really kind of you can really kind of mix him up because and, and not only that. Again, go in knowing that some of his moves are just straight up better than yours, and he's gonna use them, <laughs> and you gotta block. <laughs> okay, you gotta be yeah. ready to eat those things and block because he'll be, he'll do them. Don't be dark Kune that tries to do a standing C and against any of his attacks, and you're like, I tried to lick him into the air, and he froze me. Don't, don't <laughs> be just be ready to. Just counterattack whenever he fucks up, and then you put the pressure on, or start start hard with the pressure, but just never try to match one of his moves at the same. Like, don't don't be that guy. Like, I got better priority. You're not Ragna, okay? Just try to move the momentum in your favor and keep it going. Yeah, because he'll if he freezes you, it, the match will stop dead in its tracks. 
and you will just be frozen, and he'll just start this. He'll just start snowballing. <laughs> Get it? Uh, but uh, I, I, I try so hard to avoid that this whole time. He just had to go there, didn't you? <laughs> I would, there were so many times where I'm like, I want to say snowballing, but I don't want to give Jim this fictional character the satisfaction. Ah. <laughs> yeah. uh, so, oh, so there you go, guys. I mean, Jin is a momentum-based character, and uh, you know, thank you, Arxis, for 25 years. Uh, and uh, you know, again, Jin Kisaragi, character of the week, was submitted by you, the people, and we thank you very much for uh, for hooking us up with him. And so, again, if you want to check us out and and send us character of the week, our email is keepitclassypodcast at gmail dot com. You can also tweet to us. Uh, characters of the week at classy podcast. All right. And, uh, yeah. So, so just, just check that shit out. Send us some emails, send us some tweets. We're on iTunes. Please subscribe to us, uh, and, and give us five stars. We really, really appreciate all the support. Before we go, we always like to do Q and A, uh, and just take a question from someone that sent us an email. So this question is sent in by Gabba437. So he, or Gabba437 asks, I have a group that tries to get together regularly to play 2D games. We were able to get a few people into it, but the problem is now we have people of varying skill levels. We don't want to discourage people, so how do we get the less skilled players incorporated without scaring them off with the competition? Thanks. So, Savage, how do you bring... If you you, you, you did it, hook, line, and sinker. You got some new players into your group, into the scene. How do you not spook them? <laughs> Uh, the, the the first your first bet is to uh, try and group them up like you know opponent wise by based by skill and also you always have that one character that you always wanted to fuck with but you never really did that's just really out of your wheelhouse that's the character you're gonna want to bring into the mix when you're playing against these people grab someone you never really used but you always wanted to learn. And play against these inexperienced people, and then you'll both learn something while you do it. Yeah. And, don't, and, yeah, sorry, go ahead. I'll say, like, don't take your A-list guy. You want to get C or D-list guy, and then break up in there, and then, like, and then let them, let, you know, just learn. Learn some basics. But your best bet is if you have a good enough, a large enough group of friends, try and set them up where they're skill-based. You know, like, all right, this dude can beat this guy or they're about equal and have them play. And I and I think um, my response to this is a little bit more uh, because it's it's true. You want to make sure that they're playing uh, against people of their skill level. But the reason the reason that most people are shy away from most competition uh, in general, fighting games or otherwise, is because they're afraid of losing and what it will mean. And what they're losing will mean to the people around them. Okay, so people tend to people who fall off of competition, losing means something different to them than it does to the like Savage and I can play and win and lose and lose and lose and lose all day, and we'll still come back. But someone who's new may not understand that it's not that big of a deal to lose, and I would say if you really want to get your people of varying skill levels in, you need to teach them by setting the example that it's it's not unfun to lose when you play against your friends okay 
And part of that is you, like Savage said, picking another character or just having fun or just whatever. Try to teach them from a philosophical standpoint that, or psychological standpoint that, that losing is, is just, is not a big deal. And don't, don't let them be, get hung up on the loss. Okay. Make it Help a learning them. experience. Yes. Help that give them a learning experience and do winner sits out. Okay. Winner sits out. Always do that to help cycle. Okay. And, and if you can do that and you can help people see that, Hey, you know, like, like, cause I'll go and play Justin Wong. <laughs> of course I'm going to lose. Of course, but I can still have some fun if Justin Wong's on board with me. And we're just fucking around, and he's gonna maybe he'll teach me some stuff, or we'll talk, and we'll have some fun. Let it be a more social thing to help ease players into the into the competition aspect of it. Because if you're talking, you're having fun, you're drinking, you know, you're mixing it up. You're not. It's not one guy sitting at the top at King of the Hill and just kind of wrecking everybody. If you mix it up a lot like that, players are gonna want to continue. They're going. They're 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 their half life for frustration is going to be a little bit longer. I yeah. guess. No, yeah, yeah, it's, that's definitely true. Like, if, as long as you keep it social, it definitely helps the situation. Yeah, and it's that's like, that's right. what gets people to do it that wouldn't otherwise continue to do it. It's true. Yeah. Well, we're gonna try an experiment because I totally uh, sent that that game to Rob. Let's hope he gets into it. And yeah, you know, we, we, if you're listening, fluffy shout outs to you, man. We, uh, we hope you, uh, we hope you keep, we, you pick up the game and play with us because, uh, because Lord knows we're lonely. <laughs> you know, it's also, okay, I, I still got those out there because it feels like common sense, but I feel like I should say it. Do not play your significant other in a fighting game. <laughs> I feel like I need to say that. I feel like I shouldn't have to, but I feel like I need to say it. Do not, do not play a significant other in a fighting game at yeah, all. Or any sort of competitive video game like that. Here's why. Let me just give you an example. <laughs> let me just, let me just give you a, a comparison here. When, instead of, um, Instead of challenging your girlfriend or boyfriend or whatever to uh, to play in Street Fighter, why don't you guys go outside to the basketball hoop and play a little one-on-one? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then just the look on her face when you crush her is going to be the exact same look. Because you're gonna, like, you're gonna just you're gonna throw some elbows, knock her to the ground, and dunk. And be like, baby, it's okay. I still love you. And she's going to break up with you. (laughs) (laughs) It's just, it's terrible. Or worse, she'll wreck you and you'll never live it down. You won't let it go. You'll never let it go. Yeah, it will be the most unfun thing for both of you. Because then she'll be the focal point and you'll just, you'll be like, hey, baby, let's play again. She'll be like, no, I don't really want to. She's like, oh, bitch, you pick up this controller. <laughs> She's like, I only played once and I beat you by button mashing. Well, you're not gonna win this. Yeah, it's a slippery slope. Don't do that, okay? Because you can't help it. Uh, yeah, that's 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 just not gonna work, okay? I feel like I need to put that out there. Yeah, thank you. Because I, I know some people might even try it, and you can play with them. But hey, take turns playing against people on the internet. Get a computer, other people, you know, but never let the two two meet. 
Okay. <laughs> unless it's something like unless it's in a safe environment, uh, like with other people, you're playing Smash Bros. You're playing, you're just doing random matches. You guys just happen to be okay. You know, at least until you guys both get competitive and, and you really get into it and you're not afraid of losing, then maybe you guys can have some some weird some weirdness go on. But uh, yeah, no significant others. So hope that helps. Gabba four three seven. Thank you for uh, for sending us a question. And, uh, and and yeah, so you got any other shout outs before we sign off, Savage? Anything? You know, okay, I got I got to give a shout out to Test Your Might for trying to help me with my Joker setups, even though it hasn't been working. You guys have been trying hard. So if you have any injustice questions, go to uh, testyourmight.com. Another shout out for Event Hubs because I still go there for fucking news and guides. And uh, yeah, I think that's about. Oh, you know, and sure you can for news and updates because they're pretty good at that shit. So. Uh, you know, that's pretty much it, really. All right. Well, uh, why don't you sign us off then, Savage? All right. Like I said, never trust redheads. Don't listen to Aries. And you guys stay sexy. <laughs> oh, yeah. Get you guys next time. Oh.